Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation, man. We up in this thing. Great Saint Thank Tank representing to the fullest, man. We up in this thing for another installment of the Coma Saints Midweek Report. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. Big ups to the fam. As we get going in this episode of the show, shout out for the mighty, the mighty Who That Nation, man, representing. So, I mean, you know what the man's saying about that. But Mike Hoss needs to be ashamed of himself sitting up here selling out for money like this. You don't have to answer the question, Mickey, because I already answered it. You don't have to. I'll protect you, Mickey. Dude, which, which, you're his security or, or, or you're a reporter? You, you're a play-by-play? Well, I'm, I'm confused over here. I'm confused. What the hell are you? Are you his security? Or are you, or, are you a, a, a guy interviewing him? I don't understand. I'll protect you, Mickey. Don't answer that question from those reporters. They said that the team had quit on you, but that's not what happened. The team, and I'm like, dude, shut your ass up with that, man. Grow a pair, man, and act like somebody that got some integrity, man, and ask these questions, man. Stop selling out for the money and ask the questions like a man. Stick your goddamn chest out and ask these questions correctly and stop playing around and placating to Mickey Loomis, man. The people are righteous in what they're saying because the team is underperforming. Despite all that beautiful crap that you said, the team still lost the game. And guess what? They shouldn't have been down by 21 fucking points anyway. Excuse my French. Let's get back into this, man. These people make me sick, man. Yeah, well, that's just unsophisticated and lazy um, journalism, to be honest with you. Um, that's, that's That's someone that either didn't watch the game or doesn't understand the game and probably a lot of both. Um, yeah. Unsophisticated and lazy, just like in this is projection. See, this is projection. Unsophisticated and lazy because the people are looking at a five and 17 on a three got five and 17 on a three game losing streak. They had lost games prior to the bye against Minnesota. They should have won. 
come up off the bye, have all these fantastic practices, lose to the Falcons by their own hand, by the way, lose control of the division. And then the next game, lose to Detroit. They were down 21 points, and you calling them lazy and unsophisticated? That's a projection, Mickey. That is a projection. You the one that's lazy and unsophisticated. You, because you refuse to change. You got a dinosaur-ass brain when it comes down to making changes here. Unsophist- uh, that's just lazy and unsophisticated reporting because they're not saying what you're saying. They're not kissing your ass like this asshole interviewing you. I mean, we need to send, we need to all put some money together and get some alcohol wipes and send it down to wherever this dude is so he can wipe his mouth and his tongue because it's all he's doing is stuck on the backside of Mickey Lomas. Good Lord. But at least people are asking the proper questions to challenge you. You don't want to be challenged and you want to sit up here and us believe that you know what you're doing and that you got an actual plan when they fall through the floor before our very eyes. We're seeing a controlled demolition right before us. And you sit up there calling the reporters that's reporting on players that they know for certain these are professionals that got direct access to these people. I'm more than sure they got some sources in the building that know who don't like the guy. They're not going to report on it because they got something called um, report what they call it, uh, uh, integrity. They call it reporter or journalistic integrity. That's what they call it, which Mike Hoss has none. He sold his journalistic integrity the moment he put pen to paper to join the Saints as a reporter and be a play-by-play man. He sold his soul for that and his integrity and every damn thing else with it sitting up here like this. But for the rest of the people that do have journalistic integrity, they know because they talk to the players directly. They know they know who and what's going on in their building. They can't report or talk about it because they won't violate their sources. But I'm telling you, they know just like we know what time it is. And to call them and say that it's lazy reporting because they're stating the obvious is ridiculous. And Mickey Loomis is projecting unsophisticated and lazy journalists, journalism. Uh, what the hell we call what you doing with the Saints? Because that ain't nothing sophisticated or civil about what the hell you doing as a general manager. Sitting up there on your ass while the team fall through the ice. Refusing to go in there to Dennis Allen's office and make him make changes to the offensive room to change things around. Is that sophisticated? Is that sophisticated? It's not sophisticated and it's lazy. You're the one that's lazy because you're the only one that's not looking for no answers. (laughs) But they're lazy. The journalists who calling it like it is, is lazy, man, please, please. Let's finish up with this. And so here we are five games left. Uh, five and seven. You've actually, you know, at this point last year were four and eight and fell to four and nine. And then, so it was a, a strong finish, uh, by your team. And there's, there's not at this point, you just do what, what's in front of you. you. Take what you have, you work with what you have, you, you get better with what you didn't do the f- previous week and you, you fight through the injuries and see what happens with Derek Carr. I mean, it kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah, look, there's still there's still lots to play for. Um, we we've got all of our goals and dreams are are still available to reach. Um, and so, you know, I think I think uh, Dennis said this after the game is that we have to just keep chopping, you know, keep uh, keep fighting because um, there's good things that can happen. Um, we've seen flashes of it. Um, and we just need more of it. That's that's the honest truth. And and uh, 
I believe we can do that. I do. I got my heart. There you go with that. Play, oh, my heart. Oh, my. Listen, I said it before. That's it. There you go with that. All that heart talk. All that. All my heart. All in my little heart. I believe we can win. Here go this believe and heart talk. Listen, man, I, I've said this before. This is not a church. You are a football team. You're named the Saints, but you're not performing saintly, especially you, Mickey. You're the biggest demon in the building right now. <laughs> you besides you and that empty headed Dennis Allen. And shot, you're right. Shout out to Sigler, man. John Sigler, man. Shout out to you, brother. Because you have been hammering Dennis Allen harder than I, I was like, listen, I don't know if I had anybody that 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 hammered Dennis Allen. He hammers Dennis Allen and he says the stuff, and a lot of this is aimed at him and others. But just to let people know that we got their back. We're not going to sit up here and let these people talk shit about them and rail off against them because they're telling the truth. These people are not coming up with fantasy stories about what's going on with the Saints. A lot of the other reporters have a direct connection to the players. They're talking to them and some stuff is off the record. A lot of what they're being told is off the record. They're not going to re- report on it. It's called journalistic integrity. If I tell you something off the record, you're not going to put it on the record and put an article out on it. You're not going to do it because you would then burn the source. You would lose the source and you would gain a wrong name. So they don't they don't behave that way, but they do understand what's going on behind the scenes. See, they would try to pretend like like what Mickey Loomis is saying is the overwhelming thought process. And it is not. And anybody that does not agree with Mickey Loomis take on with the Saints, that the Saints are doing or how they're doing right now is wrong. And you're lazy and you're unsophisticated. You're lazy. And I'm going to just say it like this. Hold on. I'm going to just open my goddamn mouth. Let me tell you. I mean, you know, I listen, I don't like the curse. I'm going to bring it down here. But let me tell you something. Listen, I don't understand how are you guys out there. You just need to support all these reporters. Listen, I'll uh, listen. I'll tell you something. You guys, this is lazy and unsophisticated reporting. Uh, let me tell you, that's all 100% wrong here. You guys are. You're sitting out there and you're and you're and you're and you're, and you're, and you're T model Fords and you're you're doing all this crazy googly goop talking and, and so fiddly sticks. I mean, this is terrible. I, I'm not going to go for it. You know, I, we got the right guys in the building, and oh my goodness, let me tell you, I, I you know, I, I, in my heart of hearts, in my heart of hearts, I really believe we got the right guys in the building. And I'm just going to tell you that. And let me tell you, for you, if you don't know, when I put something on my heart, it's a, it's a, it's how the young people say it's no cap. And I said that right, right? It's no, it's no cap. That's right. It's no cap. I'm telling you, I got the right. I, I it's a hundred percent, and it's in my heart of hearts. And I'm telling you, it's what it is. So if you don't like it, stop being lazy and unsophisticated. Okay, you write the stuff and write like I tell. I mean, like like it is, and and we'll get along. Okay, all right. Here we go. Alvin Kamara, you know he's uh, now your overall leading rusher from a touchdown standpoint, running touchdown, all-purpose leader. Um, you know he, he's just such a solid, uh, dependable player each and every week. And you know, in the end, I don't know where he's going to fit with all the records because you know he's kind of. He shares it, you know, so much, but man, it's just hard to imagine uh, you could put into perspective his importance. Yeah. Well, there, there was a number of um, 
really good individual performances in the game. And Alvin certainly uh, was one of them. You know, he, he um, ran the ball really hard. He was one of the guys leading the charge and fighting back. Um, really proud of him. Proud that he's got, you know, the touchdown records that he's getting. And look, it feels like every week that he plays, he adds another record to his, uh, to his resume. Um, Nephi Sewell stepped in for, for Pete Warner and, and uh, man, he had eight tackles and some tackles for loss and uh, really encouraging. Uh, it was encouraged by his play. Zach Bond had a sack against maybe the best, uh, one of the best uh, tackles in football in Penny Sewell. And uh, that, that was encouraging. Um, I thought Derek, you know, after, you know, after the first couple series, put together a spectacular game. You know, I think he had 14 or 15 consecutive passes. He let us, you know, those two, two scores in the third quarter to get back in the game. Um, I, I thought he played really well and, and uh, uh, obviously discouraged by the fact that he got injured. Um, you know, he took a pretty good blow on the, on the uh, roughing the passer penalty. That was definitely, um, you know, a penalty on their player. Um so that was disappointing that he wasn't able to finish the game. And yet I thought he played really well. And so um, Chris Olave, another guy that, that, you know, quietly just week to week um, plays his butt off and, and gives us everything he, he can. Um, you know, we added Jonathan Abram to, uh, uh, to the roster this week and, and he did some good things uh, on special teams in particular. And so th there was just a lot of guys, Jimmy Graham, it was great to see him get an, uh, a touchdown again that, um, you know, on his, on, on his play. And so there, there was a lot of good individual performances that happened. And yet again, you know, the end result is it's a loss. And so we've got to, we've got to have these good individual performances. Um, it's a lot more fun to talk about them when you win. And uh, the last question of this block, and then we'll take a quick break is, is kind of on that, the Alave Graham thing. And Alave, to me, the impressive part is because they were going to be targeting on Alave because you felt like he was going to be the guy that the Saints would go to, uh, yet he still has a huge game. And then with Graham, you know, just from a fan standpoint, people would want to know he's, he's got, he's played three plays and he's got two touchdowns, you know, is it, should there be yeah, more? it sounds like we need to play more plays yeah I, I, you know i'm just you know i'm just a fan so uh yeah. it's just i'm doing the math yeah i i hear you um yeah look i think look we're, we're a team that has a lot of options relative to offense and guys we can get the ball to you know particularly when we're healthy um you know because alvin kamara and Taysom hill and chris olave and and um juan johnson we I mean, we've got guys rashid so we, we've got guys on our team that can make plays. You know, it's interesting because, look, when you're playing a team and you're developing your plan on how you're going to defend a team, you're trying to take away the, the you know, the things that they like to do best. And, and you know, we were able to, for the most part, take away uh, one of their wide receivers, Amasi Brown. And yet, man, Sam Laporta stepped up and had nine catches and we didn't have an answer for him. So I think that, uh, you know, when teams play us, it's it's the same situation. Yes, you might be able to take away one uh, of our better options, and yet we have a number of options. The Saints Hour will. All right, let me pause it right there, fam. Um, shout out to Brent, man. Brent uh, with the cash apps, bro. Thank you, Brent. Brent says uh, for uh, he says for ch 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 ca 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 <laughs> Ricky, 
for for um i feel um you know um um yeah it's a lot of ums that's what he's saying bro uh for um sophisticated uh <laughs> for the ums you can make some um clam chowder oh yeah that's what i'm talking about i'll make some clam chowder thank you oh, yeah. very much thank you bro me clam chowder he loves that man mickey got the spike is clam chowder man uh thank you brent for the super chat uh, for the cash yeah bro this is the kind of stuff that we got to deal with as the who that nation, man. You know, we talk about uh, what Chris Olave's doing and you can look at Chris Olave, even though he does what he did. He had that fantastic catch where Carr underthrew him. He just adjusted and made that great grab. That's what Chris Olave does. He's a fantastic wide receiver. You just got to give him a, an opportunity. And even though Carr played a lot better, he did play better in the game, but still very flawed. There was a lot of throws that was out there that he simply didn't see. And I'm just so sick of these people always. They're not, they're not telling him like that needs to be corrected. That needs to be correct. Him not looking at the full field on every play. When you come out of there, the majority of the time when you take that snap and you post it, I mean, I was watching the film at times when the blitzes was coming, he was not even looking at the defenses. I was like, is this, am I looking at this right if this dude not even these guys are showing blitz on tape, and I showed it on the film last night. These guys are showing blitz. Cars looking right at the defense. It doesn't adjust for the blitz. Doesn't even adjust. You know, just looking at half the field, doing what I call half-ass football, it's not gonna not gonna win you in the games. You, you know, it's like one play I showed the family members. Like this dude had one wide receiver on the left side of the field and four, what was it? He had three to the right and the he had one wide receiver on the left. He had a running back and three wide receivers to the right side of the field. The running back comes out the backfield to the right side of the field. His right as the quarterback. They had one wide receiver to the left. Everybody was on the right side of the field. That dude snapped that ball and stared that dude down on the left side with three, four people on the opposite side. (laughs) I was like, what? I showed people, I was like, bro, this is so ridiculous. How are they not checking this behavior? All of these coaches that has something to do with Carr, if they're looking at the film and they're not teaching him that or showing him that, they need to be fired, man, because you're not helping out doing that. He had his, 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 that needs to be pointed out as a problem. And that's something that happens every game. The majority of the, the snaps He's staring on half the side of the field, whether it's the left or right. He's there. He, he three or four or five times out of the game, he'll make a completion up the field and people look at, yeah, yeah, he threw the ball up the field because most of the times he will actually progress and do his progression and see the full field. And it's, that is totally terrible for a guy to not only stare guys down, but also not look over the field. And they got guys running free with their hands up. It happened in this last game. They had options. That's why Mike Thomas was so upset with the Juwan Johnson throw to Juwan. They had a guy wide open running down the left, the left sideline. So, I mean, it's just these behaviors have to be checked. And obviously these are not the coaches to check his behavior. I mean, we need to improve upon that. If you can get him to stop doing half of what he's doing, you will see a significant change in the offense. And then on top of that, they're going to try to patch him together. It's, this dude's like Frankenstein, man. 
They got him all patched together. He all tore up, and they're still trying to get him in there to beat the, the, the concussion protocol to play. So ridiculous. Continue after this on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Why is Instacart the holiday rescue app? Because you deliver enough smoke. Smoke. President, this is the Saints Hour. Mike Austin. I want to talk to you a little bit about Tyron Matthew, the club's 2023 Man of the Year nominee for the Walter Payton Award. There's a lot of things that go into this. Uh, it's team voted. and so, But it's about the player who leaves the lasting impact beyond the game and their communities. And we've seen Demario Davis and, and different players of this team. Talk about Tyron Matthew. Only been with the Saints for two years, but he started and played in every game since he got here. You couldn't have asked anything more on the field and now I would imagine very little more off the field. Yeah, look, Tyron's um man, he means so much to our team, but also to the community. You know, he's, he's uh you know the fact that he's an LSU guy and a New Orleans guy and in in St. Aug and all all the connections that he has here for him to be able to come back home and, and uh, play for us Shout out to and continue that um that legacy that he has in our community is it just speaks volume as to the kind of person he is. And he's well deserving of NFL man of the year, not just for our team, but um, um, you know, I'm hopeful that he wins it for the whole league because he certainly deserves it. And you kind of, you took part of the words out of my mouth and that it speaks volumes to me that this is the second time he's been nominated. He was nominated in 2021 with Kansas city. So to do that with two different franchises, and, you know, over a period of years, it's not – this is more of who he is, right? This is the real uh, picture. Yeah, look, uh, I think Tyron's a guy that that's – you know, he's passionate about football. He's passionate about our team. He's passionate about you know, the community here. And and, and uh, it's the same passion that a number of guys on our team have. You know, uh, you know, Cam Jordan and, and Demario Davis have been nominees uh, for us in the past few years. And – both those guys do so much and and uh, both deserve the recognition that that comes with that. Um, that's not what they're looking for when they when they do their work in the community, but it's certainly well deserved. And we just had the My Cause, My Cleats weekend uh, with the Lions game. So you got 17 players. And of course, Tyron was one of them with the, uh, you know, the unique cleats, which by the way, no one cares about this, but I'm all for it. I love it. I could find JT Gray on that field in a matter of seconds with his <laughs> shoes. And in my world, anything that can help identify a player, I'm all for. But that was a, that was a, another great showing, 17 players taking part in that. Yeah, it's a great program that the league has and, and calls attention to a lot of uh, really worthy causes. Take a quick break. We are talking with Saints General Manager and Executive Vice President. Which means they pretty much had their choice of, of, of where they wanted to sit. It was just, it was, you know, the Saints were able to shut them down in the second half from a, from a fan standpoint, but it was just kind of an, an atypical situation for me. Yeah, I would say this. Um, look, we're used to having a large number of Saints fans at some of our um, opponent, uh, you know, away games. Uh, we're not used to having that volume of visiting fans at our games. And so I would say, look, we, you know, our stadium sold out on a season basis. That's disappointing to have, you know, that many tickets that are resold and, and um, you know, given to visiting uh, fans. But look, I understand it. I mean, I understand the economics of it. I understand that, you know, 
season tickets are expensive and um no 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 you're not gonna spend this you you, you heard that bs bunk you hear that bs that that's disrespectful loomis you're gonna sit up here and pretend that it's, it's disappointing you're disappointed really you're disappointed that the Lions, the, the Saints family members sold their tickets to the Lions people. So they sit behind the bench and you didn't get them. You got them. They got the message. He got the message. But notice how he spends this propaganda, man, man. I was disappointing. You know, we you know, I mean, you know, have all those damn lion people behind us. You know, that was disappointing. Where were all the black and gold people at? And I understand the economics of it. Do you really understand the economics? Oh yeah, oh, I, oh, oh yes, I do. Oh, I understand economics because tickets are high, you know, and you know, and it's holiday season, and you know, you got to buy your Christmas presents, and you know, and I, and you eggnog, and you know, and sometimes you know, yeah, it's that's how it goes, you know, and sometimes no, it ain't. <laughs> See, dude, are you kidding me? That's how you gonna spend it? That the tick things are expensive? Is that that's that's why they not come? That's why they sold their tickets because things was expensive. Are you really that stupid to believe that? Or are you really that deceitful? I would have to say more on the deceitful side to sit up here and spin that narrative and try to literally try to remove your power by you not showing up. The tickets were sold. Let me let me spell it out for you, Mickey, because maybe you don't know. Maybe you're not as sharp as you used to be. Let me tell you this. The reason why they had Detroit Lions people behind them there where they use their black and gold people is because the black and gold people are upset and pissed off with this bullcrap team that you put together. Your constant chiding of them and your, the fact that you're ignoring them, the fact that you won't force your bum-ass head coach to make changes from an offensive standpoint that perhaps could change and make different results on the field. They're not asking for too much for you to do that. But since you stubbornly and, and just ridiculously, stone-headedly refuse to do it, they're selling their tickets and they're not coming. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're low on money or the tickets are expensive. See, it's not about money for us. If you represent for us, we represent for you. We've given the, this team tens of millions of dollars. That's why I had to spill at the start of the broadcast when I told you all about how much money and what the, the, the economics is behind the Superdome, how much they pay for the rent and the utilities, all this type of stuff. When I gave you all that and what they banking up on. All that's provided by you. The, the two, three, four hundred plus million dollar renovations that some of the family members seen when they walked through the dome and seen all the different changes. Guess who paid for that? You did. You paid for that. You put brand new concession stands in areas where there was no concession stand so you can buy higher concession food. Hmm. Very good. You had the end zone suites and all that stuff put in. Guess what? Guess who paid for that? Your ass did. You also pay for the the water and the lights. You pay for it all. And then at the end of the day, tickets are high. After you give them tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> Let's hear it again from Mickey Loomis. Listen to this type of BS, man. Listen to this crap, this garbage spewing out this dinosaur's mouth. Listen to it. Not used to having that volume of visiting fans at our games. And so I would say, look, we, you know, our stadium sold out on a season basis. That's disappointing to have 
know, that many tickets that are resold. Your tickets, the tickets are sold out on a year to year basis. We provided, I don't know how many years of sellouts and they have a long list, but it used to be of ticket holders that was trying to get on that Saints ticket list. For the last several years, this has been the norm because the Who That Nation has been fully invested in supporting this team. Even after we had this Deshaun Payton nine and seven year where we failed to make the playoffs, the first Dennis Allen year and into the second year, we st- still fully supported. And the family members still were supporting it to my chagrin because I was telling them don't do it. I'm a, I'm a lot more hardcore than most. And I was like, listen, the faster we get on cold, the, f- the fastest, because listen, I'm already looking past him. He don't matter at this point. He being dinosaur Mickey. He doesn't matter at this point because he's in the way of progress. This is an economic move that's aimed to get Gail Benson's attention. Your boss. That's what they, even though Dennis is his boss, we talking about the boss over the team. And the only way you're going to get their attention is through the money. Economic boycotts work and they work really well. If you don't like a business and you don't like how they're treating you, don't you go. And you know what you do? Then you get others to, to explain to them why they shouldn't go. And you do that. Like it's it's very easy. Like they have companies. Look up Google the five worst human companies in the country and look up. They got tons of articles on these companies. In their history, they got some computer companies, I won't say their name, that had ties to very evil people back in the day, in the 20s and 30s, when they were doing all this evil stuff in, over there overseas. They got ties to these people, but yet we buying their products today. Imagine if you didn't do that, how and you could change the game and how you would change everything around. Look that up. Try that. Google that for a second. Five evil, the five worst evil companies in the, in the country, in the U.S., and then try the world. And then when you find that out, get together and don't support them and watch how things change. 